Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Reka Nayari. She is a fine art photographer based in New York City. Welcome, Reka. How are you doing today? Thanks so much. I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing really well, thanks. How's your day going so far? It's going really nicely. It's spring here. It's actually a gorgeous um, day in New York, which is... I've been much awaiting throughout this dark and uh, cold winter. <laughs> yes, I'm sure we all have. Thank yeah. you so much for, for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here today. I appreciate you being here and taking the time. Uh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be here. So, Rika, you've been a photographer for quite a few years now, but it all got started for you on the other side of the camera as a model, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was actually super young. Um, I was living hungry at the moment, and I got... Uh, I got drafted by like a modeling agency and did it for a little bit while I was going to high school and had like a pretty negative experience with a photographer. Um, And then I quit. And then um, after I graduated, I came back, I came to New York to go to art school. And after I graduated, I kind of didn't have, um, have a way to make a lot of money or make any money actually um, Uh with my painting and my art. And I thought I'd give it another go and, and um, modeled in New York and I was in Asia and in, in uh, Europe for wow. a few years and traveled and it was a really good, good experience. But um, I, I was pining kind of to get back to my art. So, uh-huh. so I quit after a few years and came back to New York. Were you kind of gun shy about getting back into the modeling world after your shitty experience or was it just, you know, you figured out, <laughs> ah, you know what, I'm going to give it another try. You know, I was, it was, you know, it was in the nineties. It was way before that whole Me Too movement and, uh-huh. and you know, all this uh, information that came up, you know, about Terry Richardson and all these other photographers that were, you know, abusing girls. And, you uh-huh. know, it was kind of, um, I felt like I was old enough that, you know, I was 21. I was old enough. I'd lived in New York by myself for um, five years or four uh-huh. years. And I felt like I could handle it. And, you know, there were some negative experiences, but generally I'd say it was, you know, there was a lot of, very lot of positive. I love to travel, you know, I love the creativity, uh-huh. um, but in the end it wasn't like my calling, you know, I just felt like, you know, I was, I was itching to, you know, get back to New York or get back to creating art. I was, you know, doing painting at that time and, and kind of doing photography just because, just because I couldn't travel with my, uh, with my easels and, and didn't yeah. have room to paint. But, um, but that kind of started my love for photography. I was just uh, you know, traveling around with my camera and being exposed to so many um, good photographers as well kind of made me uh, fall in love, love with it okay. more. So you're now a photographer working and based in New York City. Your art spans from fashion to fine art photography and explores the traditional ideals of beauty and gender to portray sexuality from a predominantly female perspective. Why the focus of beauty and sexuality in your work? 
Um, I think it's just something I'm naturally um, attracted to. I always have been. Um, I um, I feel like female sexuality uh, is a really powerful force that, you know, throughout history has been, you know, undermined or, you know, be, uh, civilizations and governments are afraid of and, and, I just, you know, I think I want to shoot the kind of or or capture the kind of woman that, you know, I want to be, which are strong and empowered and in charge of their own sexuality uh, and in charge of their power. So just something I've always, you know, even in my earlier painting days, I've always uh, been attracted to that theme. Okay. Now, when and how old were you when you first picked up a camera and fell in love with the art of photography? I think I've I've been taking photos since I was really young. I mean, I, I, my mom was, um, uh, she's not a, she's not a visual artist. She's actually a, a poet and a writer, but she okay. used to take a lot of photos and, you know, always love it. And I, I kind of always was using our old film camera to take pictures of family. And I'd make my poor little brother um, take part in these art portrait <laughs> shoots where I would like get him naked and put him like in like weird situations and take these art photos of him. I actually should like, try to find those photos uh, but I think I was shooting since like I was like five or six it's just that I always felt like it was so easy and fun like uh-huh. there was there was a part of me that felt like to be an artist I had to go through this struggle of painting and and, and creating these pieces that took me a lot longer than you know an instant photo would would take so uh-huh. I, I feel like I've always been shooting okay did you take any educational training to become a photographer I know you had mentioned you went to art school um, yeah yeah, I went to yeah, okay. I went to SVA in New York. Okay. I started there when I was seventeen, um, and I majored in oil painting. So I was doing these large scale um, photorealistic uh, oil paintings, um, and I was shoot. And I also took film photography. So you know, you had to do you have to do sculpture and ceramics, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, back then it was all film, um, and I loved it. I it was it was like a class I always aced. You know, I yeah. I, I got I felt it was easy and fun. I just always thought, you know, I'm a painter. That was just right. you know something that I was in my head yeah. <laughs> since I was, I was a little girl. So, but yeah, I, I studied uh, film photography and then later on uh, when I got back to um, New York and, and got back into shooting, um, I, I, th- I thought myself uh, digital photography. So that was like Photoshop and more like mm-hmm. studio work and lighting and editing uh, using Lightroom, Photoshop, all those tools. Do you still paint now or is it strictly photography now? So I actually um, don't really paint, but I'm I'm I've been working on um, a new project. So I'm working on kind of uh, I, I would say it's mixed media slash uh-huh. um, two or three D type of work that I also okay. do with my photos now. Oh. So definitely a lot more physical. So I've I've really been craving doing stuff with my hands, I guess, instead uh-huh. of just you know shooting and then printing that final product I'm now actually working on my prints as well awesome so how far into your journey as a photographer did you decide that hey I want to make a living at this and turn this into a business I I, I love this so much I want to do this for a living so I mean I guess from the beginning I, I feel like part of the reason why I um 
I had such a hard time after I graduated from art school is that there was no way for me to make a living as a, as a young woman living in New York, super expensive. I didn't have my parents here. I didn't have any contacts. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to like sell my paintings, you know, straight out of art school for the amount of money that would let me support myself. Um, so once, you know, I quit modeling, came back to New York, um, I started working in nightlife uh, just a few nights a week and then started teaching myself uh, photography and try to get gigs. And my, my, you know, my first um, like reaction to the whole thing was like, I need to make money I need yeah. to support myself. And I feel like photography is, is a way where it's kind of realistic for you to be able to do that even as you start, because, you know, you can, you can, um, you can sell your photos, you can, uh-huh. uh, you can do shoots. It's not about, you know, creating these like one of a kind pieces that right. need to um, uh, like, you know, for example, if you're a painter, you might spend 30 to 50 hours to a hundred hours on a piece. Right. And there's no way that you can actually charge that when you're out of school. Whereas yeah. if you're a photographer, you know, you can do, you know, I used to do shoots for like 500 bucks, you know, right. and that would hold me over for, for a week and, yeah. you know, and then gradually raise my prices. So. Do you remember what your very first paying gig was as a photographer? And if so, what was it? Yeah. So I, I was working in nightlife at, the, uh, at that time and I was meeting a lot of uh, models, um, musicians and artists and um i think you know in the beginning i shot them for free but then i as as my portfolio got better and bigger i think i started charging bands and uh music companies and record labels uh to shoot the artists so i think i kind of those were probably like my first paid shoots and then um commercially probably i actually was pretty lucky i i posted a lot of my work at the time onto Flickr. Um, and this was like early 2000s. And I was getting a ton of hits there and um, and um, a ton of followers. And I, I think I booked like a DC comic shoot or wow. something like that within like, you know, six months that I started posting stuff wow. up there. Um, so it was, I, I started getting paid clients pretty fast. Um, but I was working really hard on it. I have to say I was, you know, I was working Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights till like 5 a.m. And then, mm-hmm. you know, up at eight and shooting and teaching myself and editing. And, yeah. you know, I was hustling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big uh, first commercial client, DC Comics. Yeah, wow. yeah. How, how did that come about? I think one of their, um, the guy who actually ended up booking me from the company um, had followed my work on Flickr and I was doing a lot of creative portraiture and they were looking for a portraiture uh, slash product slash Um, launch shoot for their new characters. I think that they were, there was something like that. Um, And um, asked what my rate was. I was like, I have no idea what I would charge. (laughs) (laughs) I I asked my friends to, uh, to help out and yeah, Yeah. when I, I did the shoot. Wow. What would you say is one of your favorite things about being a photographer? What lights you up the most about it? Um, there's so many things, you know, I really, um, I love kind of all the aspects of the job. And um, I think the most important thing is just being able to create. Um, I, I think like many other artists, I feel like if I don't do something creative, I feel depressed and um, I feel, you know, like stifled. Like I, it's like one of those things I, I feel like I have to do and just yeah. makes me happy. Um, but I mean, I love so many other things about it as well. I love working with 
like people I meet, the people that I get to work with, there's so much creative energy. You know, I love to travel. I love, um, I love just creating something also just beautiful or meaningful or kind of something, something that's, you know, for my, for me, I guess, <laughs> putting yeah. my mark out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun and challenging. And, and like, I feel like I, I can, you know, I, I don't get bored <laughs> at all. It's just in your blood. Yeah. Which artists or photographers do you personally look up to and admire? So I've been really um, looking at a lot of female artists and photographers recently. And I'm, you know, so happy to say that there's so many amazing women out there. I know the field used to be, I know the field used to be so male dominant, Mm -hmm. dominated back in the day, but I just feel like anytime I'm looking at anywhere, you know, for inspiration, it's this kick-ass woman that I create in this amazing (laughs) work, which just makes me super happy. Like I have a huge girl crush on this uh, photographer uh, called Daniela Midenge. Mm -hmm. I hope that that's how you pronounce her name, (laughs) but she's, she's out of LA and she's just so talented. Like all her work is just so good. And like, creative and beautifully done and also technically amazing mm-hmm. and she's also like super beautiful she does these self-portraits it's like you know like is there anything that this woman is not capable of doing kind of thing you know right, right. like multi-talented and uh multi-faceted and uh, another uh female photographer uh, jamie nelson also she's just um amazing fashion and beauty photographer Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, you know, not only is she that and amazingly successful, but she's also like interior designer and she decorates her house and she's also like super hot and kick-ass <laughs> and like, you know, like rides Harleys and oh, I just okay. like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, another girl crush. Um, and, um, there's this third woman also, um, I think she's quite young. Her name is Elisaveta Porodina mm-hmm. and she's a fine art photographer and her work is just incredible. And she's like, you know, doing huge, huge, uh, commission, uh, work and working for the biggest, best magazines and fashion designers in the world right now. And I just, it's very inspirational to see that, you know, yeah. that you have a young woman, um, really like making their mark in the industry and creating amazing work. Well, I mean, with you and and the work that you create, the beautiful pieces of art you create, how important is the technical versus the creative for you when shooting? Which is there one that outweighs the other when you're shooting? Like is technical really super important to you when you're shooting a, um, a project? I mean, it kind of is in a way, because if, if you don't, you know, if, if there's something you need to get, like, you know, you need to light up something a certain mm-hmm. way, or, you know, you need to capture something and, you know, you don't know how to do it. You, you know, this is kind of the mistakes I've done in the past when I started shooting, like, you know, I look at my work and, you know, in the end, it's like blurry when it shouldn't be, or it's not right. focused correctly, or, you know, I'm, um, you, you know, so if you kind of need to get the basics right, but mm-hmm. I do think mm-hmm. that um, the creative is more important, you know, um, right. I feel like there's been a lot of like, I've had like a lot of assistants, for example, that are really good technically, you know, really yeah. good technical photographers. And, and those are great to have on set. Like if you're like me and I'm not super technical, right. <laughs> but they, you know, they know exactly how to make sure that, you know, your equipment is working a certain way and, you know, you, you know, making sure that all that is there. But if you don't have the, like the creative ideas and the artistic eye, then, you know, with all that technology, you're just not going to get the, right. that product that you want, right. you know? Yeah. 
what inspires you to create the art you create? Where do you pull your inspiration from? So I think there's a, I mean, I, I, I do think New York City is a huge inspiration, which, you know, a lot of people I feel like have been moving out of New York and, and we were thinking about spending time outside of New York and actually just got a place in upstate New York and okay. have been kind of like escaping into nature and, um, which has been nice, but I just feel like New York City has such an amazing creative, um, soul and energy about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like every time I leave my house, you know, my apartment here, I'm just, you know, inspired by the people, like the way that people talk and walk and, and, and dress up. And, you know, you have such a like underbelly of creative uh, weirdos out here. I mean, I, I just feel like it's, it's so inspiring to live here. And then I also get like really inspired by, by movies and music and, and other art, other artists, you know, it's, um, I love going, looking at shows and yeah, I think just like life in general. Yeah. Um, New York is a great, beautiful space for, for spawning creativity and just walking the streets in New York. I love that city. It's so amazing. I've been a few times and it's just, I, I get lost in that city walking around with my camera. I just love it. Yeah, it's such a, it's so amazing. And, and I feel like now New Yorkers are really kind of like sticking together a little bit through this whole COVID mm-hmm. situation. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's just such a amazing vibe. I, I don't know where else I would live, you know, I'm yeah. like, where would I move? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where else I could move. Yeah. I'm stuck. When you aren't <laughs> actually shooting paid photography work, what do you do to keep your mind in that creative space, personal projects and things like that? Yeah, I've actually been really lucky. I've, I'm, you know, mostly now these days I'm working on my own um, personal art projects, which then, you know, I work with different galleries uh-huh. um, uh, in New York and around the world and um, and show my work. So I, I most of my work actually has been personal projects, which is, you know, really amazing. Um on one hand, but it's also really hard because I don't really have necessarily deadlines and, you know, a client that tells me I need to do something. It's something that like, I need to actually, you know, put my heart and soul into produce this work. Um, but, um, but I've been working on, um, uh, for, uh, COVID was actually a little bit hard, the whole lockdown because we have, uh, five-year-old daughter and, uh, she was at home and I, I, you know, I couldn't really, do my art and right. homeschool at the same time. So I took, I would say like six to eight months off. Mm-hmm. And now um, she's been going to school again. And I've kind of gone back into doing my projects, which, which just feels amazing. Just, uh, it must feel amazing to, be able to get back <laughs> to it, right? Yeah, it does. It does feel amazing. And I feel like, um, you know, I had a lot of ideas that were incubating. So even mm-hmm. though I wasn't necessarily like shooting and editing or working working on my artwork, you know, the same way I, I usually would be. Um, I think I was working on a lot of ideas and like I, I was itching to get back into work. So now it's like, you know, huge production time. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm get, trying to get stuff out as soon as possible yeah. and working on ideas and stuff. Well, get stuff out of your head. You've had all this time to incubate and come up with ideas for projects. And now that you've got the time to do them, it's like, okay, I've got all these ideas. They're flooding out and it's, okay, which one do I focus on, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that too. Yeah, for sure. So uh, lot, lots of work, definitely. Um, lots more work than I can fit into a day every day, but it's, oh, it's, it's getting done. Thing, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 
for sure. You've received many awards and accolades for your work from many prestigious organizations. Do you remember what the very first award you received for your work was? Yeah, I think I, I got the International Photography Award, the IPA Award for um, for beauty photography for this like really creative uh, black light beauty shoot that I did. Um, and probably like 2011 or something like that. Okay. Now you've also had some pretty high-end clients. Um, How did you get your foot in the door? I know that you posted a lot of your work on Flickr, as you mentioned, but what other ways did you go about getting your foot in the door to get those higher end or big commercial clients? I know you said your first one was probably DC Comics, but can you name off a few others and how those came about? Yeah, I um, was pretty, I, I, I think I mentioned, but I was you know working in nightlife. I was working mm-hmm. in one of like the hottest clubs in New York City at the time that was like turning all the celebs away at the door. Right. And um, I was doing bottle service there. And I got to know a lot of not only like a lot of artists and people that ended up shooting, but um, a lot of clients were coming in. So mm-hmm. as I got to know these people that were, you know, coming in every Friday or Saturday night for tables and I spent a lot of time with them. Um, selling champagne and, and shots and stuff, you know, let them know I'm a photographer and, and show them my work. And then people just, you know, it was really amazing. People were giving me a chance. Like I ended up doing campaign for Rado watches for two years or three years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I got the gig. It was like super, <laughs> you know, it was like, I got an email from Rado Switzerland, you know, that they're flying in their team from Switzerland to shoot wow. with me. And uh, I wasn't sure how I got the gig. I was like, how did they find me? And then at the shoot, one of my clients comes in, you know, who, yeah. from, from nightlife that I know for, you know, for the last year. Wow. And he's like, you know, you showed me your work and I, you know, I put it through the team and they loved it and they hired me, you know, there was, it was a lot about who, I guess it's true. It is a lot about who, you know, you know, yeah. to get your foot in the door, it is really good to have contacts and friends and people who like your personality as well, because in the end, they do want to hire somebody who not, not only does good work, but they really get along with, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. That's the relationship um, part of it's important. Yeah. So I think it was that. And then I just, I was putting my work up, uh, online a lot. So I feel mm-hmm. like I got like a pretty big following on Flickr. And um, it was like, I, I don't think Flickr is going at, I haven't, I haven't been really doing that, you know, since, yeah. since my career took off. But, um, but I don't know if there is a platform that is similar to Flickr that actually gets people work or maybe Behance.net through Photoshop might be a good place to post, but mm-hmm. where people actually, you know, art directors and, and, and people, you know, they like shop around for artists and photographers, but right. Now you've had your work published in many big name magazines. Does that still excite and thrill you the same as it did at first to see your work in the pages of these magazines does it still have the same effect I think so I think it's always really fun and and really nice to see you know your work printed or you know out anywhere and you know it's I think it's always a good feeling for Mm -hmm. anyone (laughs) do these accolades mean that much to you though being more established in your career, does it have the same effect for you though? Like, I mean, yes, you appreciate seeing your images in these, in these magazines, but are the accolades important to you? Like, do you chase that or is that not really a thing you worry too much about? Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think you worry about it. I think it's just like nice to see it out. It's almost like, Hey, Oh, 
nice that that is really nice to mm-hmm. you know get the recognition and you know have you know people like your work and and feel like sharing it so um yeah I think you know I think you always as an artist you worry about your work staying irrelevant and yeah. you know just because you you know people were buying your work or you know hiring you one year doesn't mean that that's going to happen the next so it's right. I think it's always feels great to get recognition and get jobs and 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 um have your work printed or mm-hmm. have people buying your pieces you know it's it's yeah. relevant every year <laughs> right what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career as a photographer? Um, so I would say, you know, if you're doing something else and you feel like, you know, you, there's something you want to pursue instead of your, own, uh, your career at the moment, um, not to, you know, not jump into it too fast. Like, I think it's okay to do things gradually mm-hmm. um, and not be discouraged. Like, you know, just start creating, you know, start uh, writing down, down ideas, do an hour a day, you know, do mm-hmm. two hours a week, you know, do a shoot, spend some time editing it and then put it out there because I think a lot of people, in the beginning are really you know like I, I don't want I don't know how to say have low self-confidence or right. you know don't believe in their work but if if nobody sees it then you know a you won't be getting feedback you won't grow mm-hmm. um, and b if it is good which you know sometimes you, you, you sometimes you might not know how good it is at the right. beginning you know it won't take you anywhere so you know start creating you know work hard at it and then and then get it seen was that ever something that you struggled with personally being wary or leery or frightened of putting your work out there for other people to see? I kind of always wanted to put it out there because I realized really early on that, that like, like my eye needed training and Mm -hmm. it was weird seeing, you know, posting an image that I really liked wasn't getting the same feedback, for example, wasn't getting, wasn't getting the same amount of likes Mm -hmm. as something else. And then realizing when I was looking back at my work that my eye was completely changing. So, you know, I, with the photos that I really liked, you know, a year before, you know, I was like, why did I pick these in my editing (laughs) process? You know, like I should have picked something else. So I think, you know, I realized pretty early on that it was really good to get um, an opinion, but then Mm -hmm. again, like you don't, you know, you don't want somebody else, like it needs to still be you. So you don't want somebody else to determine what is you and what you're putting out there either. Yeah. So I think it has to be like a healthy balance, like, you know, get feedback, learn from it, grow, but still don't be influenced too much by what other people say. If you believe in something and it's you, then, you know, stick to your guns. Yeah. Do you think that in terms of style and and things like that, is that for you, is that something that is constantly changing your style? as you grow and learn more as a photographer, because I don't think we ever, we're always learning. We're always learning new techniques. Yeah. You think, no, of course. Is style ever changing? Yeah, I think it's changing. I think it's, you know, I think it's changing and I, I think I'm going um, into a stage where I'm actually being a lot more experimental and mm. um, kind of um, getting more abstract to a degree. Mm. Um, and um, I think I'm just kind of doing what I enjoy doing and, and hope that others, like it too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I still have like the same, you know, kind of blueprint of what I, what I kind of like to show or the direction I like, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I've, I'm changing and growing and what I'm doing is kind of evolving. And I think, I think it's a good thing. I think if we just, you know, keep doing the same thing year after year after year, it just kind of gets boring, you know, yeah, I was gonna, really. 
how important is that do you think to constantly be evolving in your style and in your your way of working yeah, I don't know how important it is. You know, I, there's a lot of, you know, of artists that have been doing the same thing for decades, you know, right. and I don't know personally how they feel if it's something like you feel like, you know, it sells that, you know, you're painting dots. And then, you know, if you're painting triangles, it doesn't sell, sell that well. So you're mm-hmm. going to be painting dots for the next, you know, 50 years. Right. Um, I'm sure that that is um, kind of a pigeonhole that you know you want to kind of get out of as an artist but I I, you know I think it's it's individual I think sometimes people it can it can work against you too like if you're you know if you're working in one medium and doing one thing and then you just like completely throw that away and do you know 360s or something completely different I know that it can be really hard to establish yourself as an artist that Mm -hmm. way so it's more like if when you're more established and people actually collect your work then you can kind of get away from your previous work a little bit more. Right. Hopefully. (laughs) What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Mm, I think I'm like, I'm very, uh, I'm very determined. Like that's one of those things. Like I think, you know, early on when I, you know, got those bigger jobs or whatever. I just, I kind of don't doubt myself. I just go and I do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've always been like that. I just like go head first and kind of think later. Yeah. Um, but I think it's worked out really um, well for me. I, I feel like, it, you know, if, if you do make mistakes, then learn from those mistakes. But I'm kind of, I just, you know, I go and, and I, I th- kind of think later. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in head first. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So I always really, um, really always wanted to be like a singer and a rock star since I was <laughs> a kid. And I have a horrible singing voice so that like there's no way that that could happen. <laughs> but if I did have a good voice, then that's something I would love to like You'd sing and perform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I could, if I could. Well, um, some, artists, not some artists are like rock stars, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think my daughter, my daughter, I, I told my daughter that and she said to me, Mommy, you are a rock star. You are an artist <laughs> and go. a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? I think probably uh, when I moved to New York, um, I was 17 and I just graduated, you know, from high school and I'd never been to the U.S. or New York. And yeah, I came here like with my first boyfriend. I was, you know, completely like I was a child (laughs) and uh, it was like, yeah, it was a really amazing experience. And I think, you know, changed for the rest of my life. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? I don't know. I guess I guess I I, uh, I can come across as a little bit harsh because I I often say what's what's on my mind and maybe that's like the Finnish part of me. I'm half Finnish and like Finnish people kind of just like say what they oh, mean like and <laughs> yeah, you don't really do small talk or you know like make things prettier around the edges. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody asks your opinion, you just kind of like say it. <laughs> so I think people people then tend to think I'm like filter. a lot harsher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'm really not that like harsh. I'm actually, I'm actually really nice. <laughs> yeah. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Probably like to be myself. I, 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 I don't really know who, 
who had really, I mean, it's always like, for example, my parents and my mom always, you know, you know, said the same thing, like, you know, be yourself, be your authentic self. Don't try to, you know, be anybody else or, you know, you should have self-confidence in your, you know, in your, like, or like, like yourself, you know, yeah. be yourself and like yourself. And you can't, it's kind of like everybody else is taken. Don't try to, don't try to become something else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and how I think, you, yeah. how do you define success? What does that word mean to you, Rika? I mean, I would say like, you know, you know, I guess success is, you know, being, being happy and kind of being content in what you have in life. You know, I, I don't think success is measured by like having a huge amount of money. I, I think, I think, you know, being successful in your career is important. And, you know, for me, you know, when I feel that, that my work is appreciated and I, and I actually get to do it for a living, you know, I actually get to be an artist and make money and support myself. That's, that's huge for me, mm-hmm. but, and you know, that's success for me already. You know, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I need to be like world famous or recognized, yeah. you know, although it would be nice, sure, <laughs> of you know, I'm not saying no to that, but, um, but I think it's just, you know, um, just being happy and, you know, appreciating every day, uh-huh. everyday life is like huge. Yeah. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? When I, when I actually take care of myself and I, you know, I don't, I feel like older I'm getting the like my body's like <laughs> breaking, breaking more. Like if I, like if I'm out drinking all night and I'm hungover, like I don't get anything done anymore. Whereas yeah. like when I was younger, I used to be able to do anything. <laughs> um, so I actually just been recently like waking up at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then I work out and I eat healthy. I'm plant-based, you know, I work out and I kind kind of, you know, take care of myself. And then I'm so much more focused. I get so much more done. I feel productive. You know, I feel like I'm happy with my work and, you know, I'm happy with my, my, you know, life and all that. So it like, I kind of feel like the older I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I need to take care of myself. So. Okay. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? I mean, I guess, I guess when I, um, when I had uh, my daughter uh, five years ago, like my biggest fear about having kids was being able to balance, you know, being a mom and then also being an artist and working for myself. And I was so scared that, you know, this having kids thing was going to like overrun my whole life. And I was going to have to give up my, my art and my career and my friendships and my traveling. And I, you know, I, I always just like, I was very selfish always. I'd say I've always had like an amazing life and traveled and had fun and partied and, you know, have really great friendships and a really great relationship with my husband and um I guess like being able to balance that like when I realized that um I didn't have to give up any of those things um that I could I could be a mom and I could be a good mom yeah you know and raise a child independent child and and still travel and work and do my art and have my friends and have my relationship and all those things at the same time that's been like really amazing to realize. So I, I don't know if that would work if I had more than one child. <laughs> I think so, something has to give, but at least, you know, having, having um, one child, I feel like that's been like a pretty amazing experience. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Um, 
I guess it means um, freedom and power and equality for, you know, for for women, for minorities, for the LGBTQ, for anybody who's been marginalized and suppressed throughout, you know, our history. I feel like being empowered means like having a voice and being able to be yourself and equal to everyone else. How would you like to be remembered? I guess like like a loving, good, kick-ass woman <laughs> who made a difference <laughs> in the world. Excellent. Something along those lines. How would you describe yourself in one word? Yes, I guess strong. Strong? Yeah. What's the first thing you notice about a person? I, I would hate to sound so uh, superficial, but probably the way that they're dressed. Okay. <laughs> right. um, but I mean, if we're looking at it, um, you know, I, probably their their confidence and their their eyes and the way just, they just carry themselves. What is one of your biggest failures, and what did you learn from it? So when I when I was first um, starting uh, doing fine art photography, I actually got a show in Hong Kong and I didn't have any contacts there. You know, I didn't know if it was going to sell. And and at that time, it, like, you know, at, even now, you know, doing a doing an art show is a big investment. You have mm-hmm. not only the production cost of you creating the artwork, but then you have um, you have printing and framing and transportation and all these other things. And, um, I didn't have, I really didn't have the money, but I also, you know, I was just really scared to put that much money into a show in a place that I didn't know if I was going to sell anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was going to be stranded with all these big pieces and, you know, spend another, you know, $10,000 trying to transport them out of Hong Kong. So I did things really cheaply, like, and I just remember that it just didn't, present my work in the right light like it uh-huh. looked you know I'm, I'm really proud of the way that I show my work and um, very big on quality and I just was kind of ashamed and it, you know in the end like I ended up it still looked good I think I was probably harsher on it than anybody else and I ended up selling a ton and I was just so regretful like I wish I would have presented it better I would have sold everything Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't know but since then I just haven't done anything unless I do it well and unless I do it in a well that way that elevates my work yeah Um, and I think if you do things I mean it's like you know it's a double-edged sword when you first start art as an artist you might not have the money to really like uh, frame your pieces and um, present them, but I, I I think it's it can be it can be hard. It can cheapen your work a lot if you don't you know give it the right time and attention and money to um, to you know present in the way that it yeah. should. So, what would you say to someone then that's that's in that position? How what would you tell them to do and how to deal with that situation mm-hmm. if they didn't have money and they had a big art show? Yeah, I mean, I I would say do. A, do it the best that you can, you know, if, you know, if you need to, um, if you don't get them framed by a framer, is there any other way that you can make it look better? Uh Um, Can you go smaller, but still do, you know, really good framing or can you, is there a way for you to, you know, even if you're pinning stuff to the wall, do it really well, you know, pay attention to the details, do amazing lighting. If you can, you know, bring Uh in your own lights, you know, Um, don't, don't show your work in a way that it's not going to be elevating it. Right. Okay. What is your personal motto, Rika? I don't know, really. I think, I think I would say like, treat others the way 
Actually, there are a few. There's a few. Okay. I would like treat others the way that you want to be treated. And I've kind of always lived by um, live every day like it was your last. Um, don't leave things unfinished, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell everybody you love them. You yeah. know, make every day count make every day good um and like any time that you like let's say you die right now you feel like you you know you'd had a good life and you've done the best you could Mm -hmm. what gives you the motivation to keep going I think it's just I think it's you know my my daughter a lot I would say she gives me a lot a lot of motivation um but also um just you know just being creative and um, surrounding yourself with um, good people, I think it's pretty huge. Um, I think a lot of times we all want to kind of like give up and don't believe in ourselves, but um, I think it's important to have like positive people around you that you can talk to. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Um, I was really a, a gym membership, which I, now I haven't used in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll be back soon. It was probably like uh, my Equinox membership. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I would probably say my husband, Ian. Uh, he has been super supportive of me. And actually in the beginning, when I first started doing photography, um, digital photography he is actually an amazing photographer and a designer and he taught me photoshop and like gave me his laptop and um he had he had his little photo studio set up and like he kind of just took me under his wing and you know taught me so many things and then you know supported me um and helped me um get a head start and I feel like art as an artist you know you in the beginning you kind of need somebody either it's your parents or a friend or a mentor or a partner or somebody who kind of supports you through those, you know, first months or, or years when you're just kind of getting started. And, and also, I mean, I would say my mom too, she's, she's another person. She always kind of pushed me to do art and, Mm -hmm. and um, was always just a very positive force in believing and, and, you know, never pushed me to become a doctor or a lawyer or any of those things. She's like, you're an artist, you know, do it, do what you love. Do you still, do you strictly shoot digital now or do you shoot film still or? I shoot film sometimes, you know, I do have um, uh, my uh, film camera and uh, it just, um, I just did a film shoot for um, an analog magazine a few years back and it ended up costing me like thousands of dollars in film and scanning. You know, I set myself a limit of like, I think three or five film rolls and end up shooting like 25 rolls and <laughs> it was just like complete disaster. You know, I was like, and in the end, uh, you know, the photos came out amazing, but it was so expensive that there's no way that I could, you know, shoot film for, yeah. for work. But I, I do, um, I do, um, I've been actually meaning to, this is a good reminder. I've been meaning to shoot some, some, some more film and stuff, but I do feel like in the end, um, you know, you end up scanning, um, scanning the film, anyway and it becomes digital so even though there's that really nice surprise quality about it Uh um i do feel like you know uh, for my purposes i can probably achieve that with my digital um, work as well if you came with a warning label what would yours say uh cross at your own risk (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
if you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? I guess to, you know, if we're talking about the world uh, value, the girls and the women that are, you know, born around the world that mm-hmm. aren't getting the education and the, the appreciation and love and nurture, you know, that they should be getting, um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think um, a lot of women are still born into really horrible situations and, yeah. and you know, childhood marriage and, you know, slavery pretty much and, and uh, no chance of education or anything. So, I mean, it would be amazing to see like the whole world, I mean, treat children in general better, but mm-hmm. um, treat, treat uh, girls better okay. and educate them. If you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? I would probably be one of uh, these amazing uh, queens of the past that just dominated like a civilization like Cleopatra or mm-hmm. uh, Queen Elizabeth I was, you know, pretty legendary and mm-hmm. would be really amazing to talk to them if we could share the same language. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It would probably be not to be so harsh on myself. Um, I think, you know, when I was younger, I was just so self-critical about myself and my body and my looks. And, you know, I I think young women can be so harsh on themselves Mm -hmm. and worry about, you know, a few extra pounds and, um, you know, I had eating disorders and, you know, I, I was just so, you know, I'm obsessed about things that I really shouldn't have been worried about at all. Um, so yeah, I would just tell myself to love myself more and, and be less critical. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? So, I mean, if, if I was a rock star, I would just be like <laughs> singing. <laughs> I'd still probably want to like sing my heart out. It might sound horrible to everybody else. It'd be like the most horrible 30 seconds, but probably like a love ballad to the world (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah Rika thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey and about photography and your journey as a model into photography I appreciate you taking the time to be here I'm not a problem my pleasure fan of your works and I have been for many years so this is this is an incredible moment for me to be able to interview you and have you on my show i'm just i'm so honored to have you here and and share this time with you so thank you very much you've made my day by being part of this community that i'm i'm creating here so thank you no thanks for doing this also it's great really happy to be here once again my name is brad walsh host of your empowerography podcast my guest today has been ray canari she is a fine art photographer based in new york city thanks so much rika i hope you have an amazing thanks brad Thank you, you too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.